Welcome or welcome back to Biracial and Bitchy, a show about holding multiple identities and reconciling them into one strong sense of self. And now your host, Nisha Balsara. Kem Cho, welcome or welcome back. Oh, sometimes I question why I named this show Biracial and Bitchy. Sorry if you can hear the Invisalign. I'm in my flop era. If you didn't know, hi, hello. If this is your first episode, welcome. I'm wearing Invisalign. I'm in my floppiest of flop eras. But you know what? When this hunk of plastic comes off of my nubby little teeth right now, because they have to add these little nubs on your teeth. They don't tell you that. You think they're going to be little, little kisses, and then they're gigantic. When this hunk of plastic comes off, it gird your butts. Everything is over for you, bitches. Sometimes I wonder why I named this show Biracial and Bitchy. And then <laughs> I go to Boston to visit family. I run out of my Lexapro for three days. Three days. I have OCD and PMDD. And guess what? Guess what part of my cycle that was in? Guess which part? So, wow. <laughs> It had been so long. I had been on such a stable dose of medication and then I added an herbal supplement and like, mm, 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 that herbal supplement did something. I don't know. It like made the Lexapro turn on. Things had been cheeky, cheery, but I didn't take the herbal supplement with me because it has to be refrigerated. Because of course, of course it has to be refrigerated because if you are sick, nothing is gonna be easy. You're gonna have to go through a quest if you're chronically ill. The week before my period, I would have to say there is a Jekyll and Hyde situation. There is a serious and werewolf situation, okay? I left my wolfsbane, if you will, in my refrigerator. You just have to think about these things like a video game, like Zelda, you can't have an easy life sometimes. Sometimes your game is a little harder to play than others. And my game includes the yellowing hunk of plastic in my mouth called Invisalign. Excuse me, I had to go get a little jinky of water, but the absolute balls I have, I sat down here and I was like, I don't need an outline. I'm gonna free ball it. This is my problem. We're working on it though. I have my outline, I have my little jinky, we're ready to talk, and I wanted to really, I need to tell you about the journey I have just gone on because I feel like if you understand the journey of starting to wear your hair naturally, you might understand the process of what goes on when you're transitioning from your 20s to your 30s, where you kind of run out of fucks to give and you have to allocate them into different categories. It's the video game. And during this video game of life, I have had such a complicated, <laughs> such. <laughs> In this video game of my life, I have had such a complicated relationship with my hair. I think one of the ways me personally is insecurity, this thing that makes me feel other than, because we all know, we all know by now, there's hair privilege, right? We know that. I remember around middle school is when I started just being like, oh, I like boys and I want them to like me. And also no one did. I was a little Indian girl, right? In the middle of a very white, southern texas town and i had super hairy arms and big old bushy eyebrows and my hair when i hit puberty boom a different texture it had like a texture a curl a coarseness it became thicker and i remember like one of my founding memories of being an influencer at a young age was when i got into hair products because my mom was like whatever you want girl we're gonna figure out this hair texture together she was like if you need something for your hair 
that I'm not providing for you. We go, we're gonna go to Ulta, we're gonna go to Eckerd, we're gonna go to Rite Aid, and we'll read all these ingredients together and we're gonna get down to the bottom of the situation. And I remember just being a little girl in my bathroom, looking at all these hair products and basically trying to piece together, like I was in potions class, a perfect concoction of recipes of things to tame my hair in order to look like everyone else. When you're little, there comes to an age where you start noticing people people treat different people differently. And you start noticing and identifying certain traits people get complimented on. And I remembered all of these things when I was wearing my hair naturally, when I was trying to figure out my natural texture as a girl changed. The moment I went to a salon and this lady, it was like she dashed all my curly hair products and was like, oh, if you spray this heat protectant spray on your hair and you flat iron it, ooh, I remember she brought out that big rusk hair iron. It was like a huge flat iron. It was not the little chi that we have today. And she like pressed my hair and I went to the middle school dance and I didn't have to like put in all these gels and creams. All I had to do was spray this magic potion, flat iron the shit out of my hair. And I was like, hot shit. People literally were like, who's that girl? <laughs> Who is that? Who is that girl? I literally went from having like this puffy ponytail, like sideburns to having just this, you know, beautiful swooped side part and like dark shiny hair that was like flat and you know what it is you know what it is when you see someone who has curly hair straighten it and then people are gonna like tell you this twisted compliment they're gonna take so much more attention to you but they're gonna say oh but I liked your hair curly but you wear your hair curly no one fucking looks at you okay I don't want to I don't want anyone to say like you know you get treated differently you get treated differently like I Oh my gosh, I remember growing up in Texas, going to the mall was such a breeding ground of me like understanding my social ranking. Oh my gosh, I remember being, it was in, I think it was like Wet Seal or like Forever 21, one of those places that like, I don't know, they were like $5 t-shirts. And me and my friends were always going in there. I remember I would get followed around if my hair was naturally textured. I'm not kidding. And one time I was asked to leave the store. Then, after this middle school dance, and I begged my mom, she was so sad. She was just like, my beautiful baby has beautiful curly hair and society is getting to her and hurting her. But after me crying and begging, my mom surprised me when I got like really, I think I got like high honor roll. She surprised me with a straightener and tons of heat protectant. And I never looked back. <laughs> I was so happy and I would go to the mall and I kind of got treated more like all the other white girls there and I just felt so safe with my hair like that. I have not looked back since. There was a very brief time in like high school where this boy <laughs> was so sweet to me. We never ended up dating but he was so sweet to me and he would always compliment my hair when I wore it naturally. And like, oh, he was so sweet. I, I, li I literally wish I could write him a letter and be like, thank you for being so fucking kind to me in a world that was being so cruel. I need to DM him. Maybe not. <laughs>
Okay, let's get back to our plot points. The reactions to the hair. This boy was always telling me, you don't need to do anything. You're so lucky. Your hair looks great just as it is. Why are you trying to look like everyone else? And I was like, you're mad. You're absolutely mad. <laughs> of course you want to look like everyone else. You don't want to be singled out. I, I am singled out enough. When I used to be on The Vegan View, I always had my hair freaking done. There was something always done in some kind of way. I don't think there is an episode where I'm really wearing my natural texture. So much so, I don't think many of my even closest friends knew that I had a natural curl to my hair. I was a camouflage artist. I mean, I like literally would even cover up my widow's peak. Like I would flat iron my hair to just have a different hairline. I was so good at making sure no one knew. I was secretly a woman of color, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? How ridiculous is that? I know that sounds ridiculous, but the people who get it, get it. When I left the Vegan View, that first year was so exciting because I had so much free time. I was trying out to be an influencer and I was crushing it. But I was crushing it and I was constantly having to do so much freaking math to make sure that my hair looked a certain way. I was so conscious of how my hair looked. I listened to Kristen John's podcast and she talked about like her early years of being an influencer. She would always wear these thick lashes as like this protection. And for me, my hair is a, was a huge way of protecting myself. Knowing if my hair is perfectly styled, people can say shit about me. It was that severe and all this from going to middle school dances and getting so much more attention and positive attention from this one thing and seeing it over and over and over again. If you had asked me back then, there was no way in my mind that there was a reason for me to ever, ever explore wearing my hair naturally. I was so sick of this cycle of like, not wanting to make content because my hair was done, waiting for these things constantly and having to plan, okay, this is the shower day. This is my work day. And then I was like, I'm not going to work out now because my hair needs to look this certain way. If I want to shoot this video, if I want to be on time for this trend, like I couldn't even do my job because of my hair. It was so frustrating. And I was like, that's it. I'm going to invest in some Japanese hair straightening. I'm growing out all the color so I can do this and get like a permanent straight. And like, this is the thing with the Japanese hair perm. It's not like a Brazilian blowout where it like slowly fades away. It permanently alters your hair and then you grow out with the waviness. You can't change your mind afterwards. This is not a bad thing. People who like doing that, that's their thing. If you wanna wear your hair relaxed, if you wanna wear your straight, that's just part of the maintenance. But when you do that, you're essentially agreeing to wear your hair straight for a long amount of time. Anyone who's ever considered doing permanent straightening or has done permanent straightening knows what I'm talking about. During this year, when I had branched out and started doing my own thing, it was the first time I was really representing a brand that was my own. And I remember when I left and I was talking to the girls, I remember telling them I really wanted to explore this biracial experience and like help guide people through it because I think my parents did such a freaking good job and I am particularly interested and enthralled with the experience. I just knew this was something I wanted to pursue, but I was so 
I'd spent so long building other people's things with them that when I started building my own thing, I, I felt like there were so many signs from the universe pushing me towards the way that you see me now, the way the brand has completely evolved, the way it's going towards in the future. So I was at this influencer event. This was like peak crushing at time, like peak happy mental health. My mom was doing pretty good. Like it almost seemed like things were going better. <laughs> my job was great. Everything when I was happy, no one had died. And I went to this influencer event and I remember just being like, what, what am I building? Like, I have no idea why I'm having such a hard time grasping this. And I remember just hearing this influencer in the corner who wasn't a woman of color or anything, but she was wearing her hair naturally textured. It was like wavy, curly. And all these other girls who had heat styled their hair for the event were gathered around her. And I'm just like sitting in my little corner, like, you know, doing my job, taking the pictures they want me to take, <laughs> doing the things. And I'm listening to them talk and amp her up about how they wish they could also wear their hair naturally, but they don't feel beautiful. And this influencer talked to them and she said, all of these brands want people being themselves. The best thing you can do is just be yourself because then you will cultivate a community that you want to reach. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I think half those girls were like, yeah, I want to start wearing my hair curly too. But I was like, oh, oh, this is why we're going. And this is why I left. This is why this is starting to hit me. I had started thinking about wearing my hair naturally. And then a couple months go by and Jesse asks me to marry him. <laughs> I remember when we got engaged and we like drove afterwards into the sunset in the Hollywood Hills and talked about like our future and our life. And I just like bawled my eyes out, you know, it was the cutest thing in the world. If you've ever been engaged, I just hope it's the happiest experience for you ever. <laughs> Even if your wedding sucked, I hope your engagement was just the happiest because I realized this is a new chapter. This is a new Nisha. And this new Nisha is gonna be like a wife and a mother and not just a single functioning entity. And I, you know, this is percolating my head. And Jesse starts getting these haircuts from a curly hair specialist who I've gone to before. And she and him are talking about us being married and Jesse came home and he's, you know, he's sharing the goths. And then at the end he mentions, so-and-so actually mentioned that because of yours and I's texture, we most definitely will have kids with curly hair. Isn't that cool? And I was like, oh my God, that would be so cute. You know, I'm just like dying, like gagged over the moon, obsessed with Jesse. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> and then I swear, I like go for a shower. I'm, I'm in this hairstyling session with myself, getting ready to probably like film another ad. And I just think, oh my God, we're going to have kids and they're going to be with me a lot of the time. And I'm watching myself do this crazy cacophony of potions and heat protectants and brushes and like turning up the heat in my curling iron and straightener and blow dryer so that the, the hair really like singes so it like lasts a really long time. You know what I mean? Because when your hair is like really heat trained, not like heat damaged, but like 
you've gotten enough of the water out that it doesn't fully form a curl anymore, like if the protein structure has changed. You like really turn, you like slowly turn up the heat. Okay, anyways, I'm just realizing in this moment, when I'm thinking about it through a kid's eyes, I'm like, oh my, hello, no. Like I cannot, oh my gosh. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I'm an influencer. Oh my gosh, my kid's gonna see like this. I, 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 I am so excited to create like some visual art for the internet and my kid's gonna see this and my hair's gonna be straight. And I was like, I have to learn how to do my hair naturally. I have to do it. Like I cannot keep doing this. Cause like, I'm gonna have a kid one day and they're gonna come along and like, okay, I could do the tutorials. I could tell them they're beautiful, but then they're gonna sit on like in my bathroom talking to me, telling me about their day while I'm like literally like pressing the shiz out of my hair, like burning my fingertips, losing hair because I'm pulling it constantly. I was like, this is not the vibe for me. This is not the vibe. This is not the vibe I wanna cultivate. My husband also grew up with curly hair and we've talked so much about what a struggle it was to not feel seen, to not feel understood, to not feel represented. And I was like, if, if I have the honor of having a similar texture as my kid, I want that represented in the home, you know? And then I was like, oh my gosh, are there other Indian girls like me who are also going through this? Because we have different hair texture than like all these, you know, there's so many different influencers doing all this stuff. Also, there's so many different hair textures. Like you could not be Indian and have a similar hair texture as me. It's just so personal. There were so many times I went to Ulta with the intention of buying all this stuff. And I would be like, can I freaking afford this? Like this is expensive. This is saying no to like all the other relationships of products that I've built with as an influencer to branch out on my own again, to completely cater to a different set of needs. Can I even have the stamina to like look at myself in the mirror and look completely different than I have for the past like, I don't know, 10 years? Will my husband think I'm cute? Which uh, he was probably the most encouraging person out of like all because he's with me the most. He sees the curly process in so many different ways. And he is always like so amped about it. He loves, you know, big advocate. And the biggest thing of all would be, am I comfortable standing out in that way? Am I comfortable going out in this influencer space where people are done to the nines and I look like I'm trying to figure out how to do my hair? <laughs> It was such a daunting thing from an ego perspective because I was doing so well, but I also knew that I wasn't happy staying the same. But standing out would mean like completely rebuilding my knowledge, completely changing up on my follower base and completely changing up my own self, personal in real life vision of like what I look like every day, what my fashion is. I stopped just going to Ulta and trying to get whatever people recommended and I started learning about hair products and I started learning about porosity and protein 
and I started watching different textures of hair, different kinds of creators, and trying to find the balance of like moisture to oil, to gel, to hold, to combing style. It was so difficult. On top of that, I'm biracial. My mom is white. Her hair, she combs it, it's straight and it's shiny, done. Maybe she has to blow dry it for some volume. But if she doesn't touch her hair, it's not gonna look like she got electrocuted. For me, for a very long time, that was the case. So I started researching everything and I looked for specifically like Ulta and drugstore products. It's so exorbitant the amount of money people expect you to invest in a curly hair journey. And I didn't have a lot to work with, you know? It's my, it was like my first year of business starting. I started getting the product routine down and I really didn't anticipate it. But that was like the easiest part. It's fun. Every time something runs out, you get to try something new or you can stay the same or you can branch out. Once you get your baseline going, it's like having a really fun hobby. And listen, if you don't like doing this, that's different. Your values are different. It's okay to heat style your hair. This is for me personally and for people feeling similarly, okay? There's no better. There naturally isn't better than heat styling. It's whatever feels good for you. Back to the storyline. The most unsettling part was getting used to what I looked like with a completely different shape around my flippin' head. Because like, this is the thing with hair. Hair adds so much personality and texture and character to a face. And when you wear a hair curly, you automatically take up more space, which is something as women we are told not to do. We are emphasized to really shrink. And that was so difficult. And like, yeah, I had a husband who was like, every single flipping day when I started doing this was like, you're hot, you're hot, amazing. <laughs> the fence work of art. I love that you're doing this. He would literally just come in and be like, I love that you're doing this. It looks so good. This is so cool. And there was a very long, there's like a six month period where my hair just looked like fried noodles. Okay. And like, yeah, I'm not, I didn't mind going through this phase because I knew at the end of it, I was going to be able to help people. You and my freaking future kids and other biracial bitches who may have different hair texture than their children. That different shape that my hair was this, this new shape around my head, right? My entire like shape of my body felt like it was changing because of my hair. I had to take up more space. I had to take up more time. I had to be way more present with myself. In looking in the mirror and trying to like interpret this shape, this newness, I realized I didn't really see a lot of people who had similar textures to me growing up that were like really revered or romanticized or seen in like traditional media. And then I realized, oh my gosh, why don't I watch some Bollywood films? <laughs> so I watched some like early 90s Bollywood films and like these girls had this like puffy, sometimes they would comb it out texture. And I just started getting so much more comfortable along with this process in like eliminating 
all these products because like when I was growing up I was doing like so many things. I was doing like a shine spray, an oil, a heat protectant, a gel, a leave-in conditioner, a detangler, a deep moisture mask. I began my journey like sitting on my freaking childhood bathroom floor engulfed in all those curly hair products. And once I got like my routine back, I started dropping more and more products and finding what was essential and what was just fun fluff. And I, I started consuming media that echoed back this like beautiful acceptance of texture and not only accepting it, but celebrating it, but styling it. If you want recommendations, I'm actually gonna link them in my story the day this episode comes out. So if you want recommendations on Bollywood films to watch for this hair texture vibe, I'm gonna post the names on my story and you can go head over to my Instagram and I'll make it a little highlight called biracial and bitchy. Anyways, just when I thought I had gotten my hairstyling routine down and had this army of products to tame my hair, I started looking at this shape and realizing maybe it's even deeper. Maybe I don't need to be making my hair look perfect every single day. And when I saw these Bollywood films, I realized that maybe just accepting that I can be a hot fucking bitch and have a different texture hair, that I am still all things and deserving of all things and beautiful. And that that attention externally was from people who wanted someone else. They didn't want the real me. Whereas that boy who was just like being so sweet to me growing up actually really liked me. And now that energy is the energy that I expect from like everyone who follows me to everyone in my real life. Whether it be about hair, weight, the way you do your makeup, how other people think you should look, the best thing you can do is just exist as yourself. And like think of these products as just, as I talk about other beauty products, the same as I talk about makeup. Just other paints in your collection of self-expression, but not necessary to be loved and revered by the right people. Of course, there's talks about like assimilation, but that's not what this episode's about. This episode is why I pursued my naturally curly hair journey because I didn't know at the time how important just having that communication with myself and my own body and how I bring that forth in the world and express it in the world can make such an impact. And like, oh, I know I talk about this a lot, but like the Hindu ideal of dharma, like what, how you were made is how you were meant to exist in the world and to bring this energy and this essence to the world, me becoming more of that and enjoying that and looking at doing my hair and embracing the natural as more of a self-expressive medium and not something to hide and to constantly have to monitor has been so freeing. And I also have to add, None of this would have been possible without like black creators talking about their hair because like, yes, there are different rules and techniques between different hair types, but they're the foundation. I have learned so much about 
porosity, about sleepwear, about, oh my gosh, just certain ingredients. TikTok is such a cornucopia of tips. I'm gonna link some creators in the description. Oh my God, look at me blogging. And I just wanna encourage you, whether it's your hair or something more manageable, whether it is your hair or your skin, your bushy eyebrows, your hairy armpits, whatever you have this fixation with in your like early 20s that you are bringing to your 30s, I couldn't encourage you more to just delve into understanding it and going on that transformative journey because I feel like it offered me an opportunity to just become someone more aligned with my purpose, more aligned with like how I feel like I add to my world by just existing. And that is so special. Like that's so fucking fun. And yeah, it's hard. And yeah, there are ups and downs and I cried about it sometimes. And it took breaks sometimes. But getting to the place that I've gotten to now where hair is more fun than faux has made me feel like I have reclaimed the definition of beauty in my own terms and that no one can fucking take away from me, okay? Or you, babe. Ooh, I hope you feel gorgeous on your own terms after this freaking episode. Please be sure to explore the description below and drop me a DM, please. I have no idea what y'all like about this, but then I watch the Spotify rap and I have a meltdown because there's so many people listening to this. <laughs> what do you think? What do you like? How am I doing? Is it doing, am I doing anything for you? What's the episode that really resonates with you the most? Have you also had this experience as a person with textured hair? Anyways, love you, toodles, bye! Thank you for listening to Biracial and Bitchy. Be sure to rate us five stars because remember, karma is a relaxing thought. And do a bitch a favor, share this episode with a friend. Bye!